The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Big game coming up tonight, Jazz-Lakers tip-off coming your way a little after 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at uh, 7. Uh, but, of course, ESPN uh, game tonight. If you're just joining us, breaking news in the last uh, segment, Devin Booker officially named to replace Anthony Davis in the All-Star game. So, folks, hoping out, holding out hope for Mike Conley. Not looking like this year's the year. I, I don't think that's a big surprise, do you? No, I kind of thought that was going to happen when I saw Chris Paul get in over Devin Booker. I thought he'll stay. I, th- I think that was always wishful thinking by the Jazz and their fans. Yeah, but I mean, the way they've been playing, it's not out of the you know, it's it's not out of the question to have them have three representatives certainly in the All Star game. So I can yeah. see why it's a topic. The West is just uber deep. It's a fact. Yep. It's just a ton of good players in this conference. Uh, speaking of that. One of those good players. We'll actually hear from two of those good players in this segment. Uh, We're going to let you hear from Donovan Mitchell, his media availability today, and then we'll let you hear from Rudy Gobert as well. But let's start things off uh, with Donovan. Rudy was saying 15 years ago that he didn't think he would be a two-time All-Star. Well, he is. You are. And back-to-back years. What makes this time so meaningful? Uh, I think, you know, where the team success is at, you know, last year was great because it was our first ones. I think, you know, it was a, uh, it was, I wouldn't say a little more emotional, but I would say a little, yeah, I would say a little more emotional because it was, you know, your first one, you know, you play a game to, to win and to, to get these accolades. And, you know, I think that's something that, you know, him and I definitely, you know, looked at and was like, man, it's a big moment, you know, I think, but now what makes this even more special is the team success we're having with it. You know, well, how we're looking as a group and the fact that the coaching staff will be there too. I think that's something that's really, really special. Um, and, you know, I think we got to continue to keep building as a group, but the fact that we're here at this spot, you know, and going to continue to keep working and getting better, I think is, is what makes it dope. Dana Green, ABC4. Hey, Donovan, congrats on the uh, selection there. I wanted to ask you about tonight's game, though. Uh, Lakers have lost four out of five. Uh, obviously, without AD, they're kind of a different team. What, what do you see with them, uh, with him out of the lineup? Uh, I think, you know, they just hit a little rough patch. I don't think it's anything, you know, too alarming. I think, you know, um, they're a team that's going to come out with desperation. You know, they, they lost a tough one to um, the Wizards, lost a tough one to the Heat. You know, it's not like they're out there getting blown out. You know, it's not like they're out there trying to find their identity. They know who they are. They, uh, they have LeBron James in their team. So at the end of the day, you know, it's not a game where you can come in there and say, oh, they're, they're not feeling it or, you know, they're going through a rough patch. But, you know, they got to stay. We got to stay locked in and do what we do. Um, like I said, they're going to play a lot more de- desperation. You know, um, us being, you know, the top of the West, you can expect that from every team, but especially with them, you know, it's definitely going to be similar to that last Clipper game uh, as far as the intensity and whatnot. So we just got to be ready from the jump and ready to go. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Don, I know that you guys are are focused on continuing to play the games that are ahead of you, but just with the all-star announcements, you know, coming yesterday, I'm wondering if you've kind of allowed yourself to consider maybe what it'd be like playing against Rudy this year or or maybe <laughs> on the opposite team of the one that Gwyn is coaching. Um, I think I haven't got – I didn't realize that that'd be the case until this morning until somebody told me. 
Uh, I've played against Rudy before, so that one won't be as different as weird. Uh, but playing against coach, I think would, if it, that, that happens, I think that'll be definitely a uh, different experience. You know, probably um, game plan against me and in all the right ways. But no, but I think it'll just be either way, though, whether it's um, and uh, it's we all three of us are together or two of us or it's all of us or against each other, whatever it may be. I think it's just the fact that we're there. The Like I said, the team success that we're having, you know, for us being there representing you know, our team for, for coach as well, getting his first nod, the coaching staff. I think it's just an amazing experience, you know, and I think it's an experience we can go in there and also learn a little bit. You know, that's kind of what I try and do in moments like this. You know, you got guys who have been there 13 times, 15 times, nine times, and, you know, just kind of just, you know, picking their brain about how they get through seasons like this, you know, similar to a lockout season, because it's going to be tough, you know, towards the end. How do you, you know, they're, 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 off-season regimen, certain things that help better myself. That's kind of what I use these situations for, not just so much for to play in the game, but kind of going in there and having those conversations. I think it'll be pretty special. Now, Campbell, UtahJazz.com. Um, hey, Donovan. So in many ways, All-Star, of course, is a personal accomplishment. Um, but can you just, an important part of this team um, is the brotherhood. Can you speak more to how this team has played an important role in your selection this year? Um I think, you know, it's definitely, um, it's made, it's made a huge impact. I think from the start, you know, us being on one seat, you know, Rudy and I aren't here, you know, and coach isn't there without, without everybody as a whole, you know, you don't just, you know, you don't just get there just to, as, as an individual. I think it's the team success. Like I said, the team having, you know, having our backs, you know, supporting us, um, continue to be great, you know, um, guys like, you know, Joe Royce, George, JC, who may not get the look for the All-Star, uh, even Mike, Mike Conley, especially Mike, you know, I think may not get the look for the All-Star, but do the things that, you know, are needed to help us win these games. And then also allow myself and Rudy and, and Coach to kind of get these get these nods and get this get these accolades, you know, and we put the work in, but they're right there, right there having our back and continuing to support us. And that's why we are where we are as a team. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're not here to celebrate what happens. We're in, in just in February, we're here to hopefully, you know, continue to do things into the summer and then to July. Um, and that's really where our head is at. And that's what makes this group so special because, you know, this moment is great. You know, it's great to have this moment in time, but, you know, we got to get ready for the second half of the year. Ben Anderson, KSLsports.com. Donovan, you've already done the dunk contest and the skills challenge. Would you have interest in a three-point contest? Uh, yeah, um, I'll be in it. Uh, I'm doing it. So I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I've been begging Joe to get in it, but you know, he's old. So he's, you know, going to go sit in his rocking chair or something with the, with the kids. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, definitely doing it. I'm excited. Um, I just found out today, but, um, I'll be in it. So I'm excited. Aaron Falk, UtahJazz.com. Don, you mentioned Mike. I just wonder what your thoughts were when when you didn't hear his name uh, last night, and and also just to I guess how cool was that he's one of the first people out there tweeting him and still congratulating you guys, even though I'm sure he was undoubtedly a little bummed. Yeah, I I, I can you know for me I, I hit Mike and, and talked to him about it, but you know the thing is like you know it's it's tough seeing that you know I think he was he's like I like I've said it a thousand times and we've you guys have all seen it after watching us but you know we it's unfortunate we don't play on tv enough for people to see the impact that he has uh national tv i should say um the impact that he has from game to game you know not just you know everybody looks at this, the box score but just the impact as far as controlling the game controlling you know 
how the game is played, you know, obviously coming in there are games where he's had 30, there are games where he's had, you know, damn near triple-double or had 12 assists, 10, 10 rebounds, whatever it may be. He does whatever's necessary um, as that, and that's the definition of an all-star. Um, and I think, you know, with us being the number one seed, I thought he was definitely going to be able to get in. Um, it's unfortunate that he wasn't, you know, hopefully he still has a shot with the uh, Anthony Davis uh, replacement, but you know, I think that's just something for for us that will fuel him even more. It's been fueling him his whole career to be the player that he's been. Um, and I think, you know, we're going to go out there and continue to show our support for him uh, because he's definitely earned the spot. You know, it's unfortunate he didn't get it. Hopefully he does, but he's definitely earned it and he's definitely going to continue to put the work in regardless. David Locke, Jazz Radio. Donovan, how are you a better player than you were a year ago? Um, I think for me, being able to, you know, I would say slow down, but, you know, I've, I've used that before. Um, I would say my pace, controlling the controlling my, the game, controlling myself, you know, understanding the game, I'd say a little bit more. Um, you know, you watch film all these years, you do all these different things, but now things are starting to slow down. You're starting to understand what you're seeing every day. Um, you understand personnel, you understand, you know, habits, you know, and that just comes with time, you know, and watching it over and over and over again. So for me, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to point out, you know, you can point out to the, the threes, you can point out to, to whatever. Um, but I think for me, the one the thing that stands out to me is just the, the pace and the ability to understand, to know what to do when it, when whatever's coming your way. You know, and I think it started for me when I really started to slow it down and started to understand the game a little bit more in a, in a more in-depth way was after the bubble because um, it allowed me to understand the label I can get to, the love I can be at. Um, not just from a scoring standpoint, from just from an overall player standpoint. And I think this year for me, it's just being able to understand what's going to be thrown my way, what's going to be thrown our team's way and being able to kind of, you know, manufacture certain different things um, throughout the game. All right, there you go. That's Donovan Mitchell, certainly talking a lot about the all-star berth. Heard him mention uh, Mike Conley and possibly being a replacement for Anthony Davis. That is not the case. Devin Booker gets that nod uh, from Commissioner Silver. But, um, you know, Donovan, you can tell he takes a lot of pride in being an all-star. Certainly uh, wouldn't we all. But he did pass around a lot of the credit, as he often does, and talks a lot about his team. Yeah. Where do you think these guys are going to be selected this time? Oh, like in the draft? Yeah. I don't even remember where they were selected last time. Do you? Wasn't it it later in in the draft last time? Was Rudy last last year? I didn't think he was. He wasn't last. He wasn't, he wasn't last. last. I don't. But he was in the lower part. I don't think he was last either. Oh. But I, I don't know. That stuff doesn't. That stuff doesn't matter. It, it probably matters to them. Maybe, maybe a little bit. I don't know. You're let there. Repeat, like, yeah. Let me repeat uh, the question that I had earlier. Do you think Jazz fans really care uh, if they're play if uh, Rudy and uh, and Donovan or Rudiman, as you like to call Rudiman. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think they want them to play a lot of minutes in this game? Sure, absolutely. But, you know, like like all All-Star games, the minutes will be distributed pretty evenly. You know, the stars are... Uh, I don't know. I don't think they are distributed all that evenly. Some guys hardly play at all. Others play quite a bit. Well, Donovan was second to last, by the way, last year. Was he? But yeah. not DeMontis last. Sabonis was last. Okay. Rudy went 13th. All right. I bet Rudovan goes a little higher probably, but like I said, I, I don't know. Maybe it matters to them, but I don't think it really matters. Donovan talked, though, about how it would be weird if he played against Quinn Snyder. He said that he and Rudy go up against each other all the time, obviously, in practice. Uh, but he's never really gone up against Quinn Snyder. 
his only NBA coach after all. So I could see why that would be a little weird. I don't think. Do you think Quinn's going to give away any of his coaching secrets? No, I don't. No, I I think he'll probably come up with a pretty generic all-star game-like game plan. Like if he's coaching Team LeBron, right? So it's going to be like, hey, LeBron, go out there and dribble. I think a lot of – I wonder if that will affect LeBron's selection process, knowing that Quinn is the coach, and maybe he'll pick his players or be more likely to do that. LeBron's pretty crafty, man. He's smart. Well, I bet he picks uh, all the uh, clutch sports clients first. <laughs> Always an ulterior motive. Was it last year or two years ago that he picked Kyrie Irving really early because he wanted to show that he was the adult in the room? <laughs> Is that what he wanted? Remember that he took Kyrie Irving like second or his like second or third pick. But was that his reason? Well, I mean, what else reason would he have really? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what LeBron's thinking, but I I do I ask the question rhetorically. I think Jazz fans are eager to see these guys play in that format, and uh, they would rather watch them play than to see them get rest. Sure, but you know, getting invited I think is the biggest deal because I mean nobody's actually watching that game for the basketball, right? At least I'm not. Well, some people do. I think the casual basketball fan they they want to see they want to see the wow factor. They want to see the crazy stuff. It'll be interesting to see if Rudy gets more peer pressure not to play defense because for a lot of years that was taboo. I think he'll play defense. He played defense last year. His defensive rating when he was in the game was like 114 or something crazy. I know, but, I mean, it seemed as though there was oftentimes this peer pressure. Hey, don't make don't make my fancy schmancy shot look bad. Don't make me look bad when I'm trying to put on a show here. That's what Rudy does. That's what he does for a living. That's why he's making over $200 million is to make people look bad. That's what he does, though. Yep. That's where his value is. Exactly. Yeah. All right, uh, let's hear from the man himself, the second half of Rudovan. Or I guess it could be the first half, depending on who goes first. But in this case, uh, let's now hear from Rudy Gobert. Congrats, Rudy. Um I, I just want to get your thoughts on what this means, not only to you, but to share this with your teammate Donovan for the second straight year. Uh, that hasn't been done since Stockton and Malone days. Uh, it's a blessing. You know, I think it's, uh, you know, when uh, coming from where I come from, uh, you know, uh, if you would ask me or anyone around me uh, 20 years ago, I was going to be a two-time All-Star, you know, uh, it didn't even seem possible. And, uh, you know, with hard work and, you know, be able to be surrounded by, you know, people that believe in me and, you know, and uh, and be part of a, a great organization, you know, uh, we made it possible, you know, and I think, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we, we, we think that this Mike should have been in there. We think that, you know, uh, like we deserve more, more guys, uh, deserve more credit, but I believe that, you know, it's about the team and it's, uh, you know, it's me and Don going to be out there representing, you know, what we've been doing as a team and, uh, and as, a, as an organization. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just a, you know, great blessing. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Rudy. So two questions. Just first off, how does learning about being an all-star the second time compared to, you know, learning about it the first time last year? And then also, 
what was your reaction when you found out, you know, that, that Mike wasn't going to, uh, that Mike hadn't been selected and wasn't going to be there? Uh, I mean, it was, for me, just, uh, I try not to take it for granted. You know, it's really, uh, like I just said, you know, I mean, if you would have told me 10, 15 years ago that I was going to be all-star someday, um, I mean, it was a dream. It was just a dream and I would have never, you know, I would have never believed that it could be possible. You know, I just wanted to be an NBA player. And uh, and as I grew, you know, I, I started to to aim uh, higher and higher. And uh, regarding Mike, I mean, uh, I kind of knew that it could happen. You know, you know, there's a lot of guys that, that, are, that were in the mix. And, uh, you know, uh, with the Utah Jazz, we, we're a small market. So we, we kind of knew that having two is already a, it's already uh, uh, amazing, but uh, Mike deserves it. You know, he's a, he's a big part of what we do. I think he, he's been, uh, he's got snubbed already a few times in his career. Uh, you know, he's, he's stayed a great professional throughout his whole career on and off the floor. And, uh, you know, and he's had a huge impact for us. So hopefully, you know, if there's uh, any replacement to be made, uh, I hope he's, uh, he's first on the list for sure. Adam Campbell, UtahJazz.com. Hey, Rudy, I'm just going back to the fact that uh, we are a smaller market um, with two all-stars going with you and Donovan, um, along with Coach Snyder being selected as well. Is there an added chip on your shoulder when performing on that big stage? I mean, the all-star is more about, you know, enjoying. It's more about, you know, representing, uh, for me, representing my team, representing my country. You know, I think it's, uh, it's just great to be uh, a part of the whole thing, you know, for Coach Quinn that, you know, got here seven years ago. And, you know, when, when he got here the, 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 the year before, we won 25 games. So, you know, coming from that to be able to uh, coach an all-star game. And, and for me, for Donovan, you know, uh, I think it's just a great opportunity to just represent, you know, represent our team, our teammates, our coaching staff, and uh, everyone that, you know, that supports support us and also everyone that doesn't support us. You know, I think it's, it's, it's just uh, an amazing feeling to be able to share the court with uh, all the best basketball players in the world. Dana Green, ABC4. Hey, Rudy. Uh, talking about tonight's game, the Lakers have uh, lost four out of five without Anthony Davis. Um, how are they different to you without him? Kind of an obvious question. And are they still uh, an elite team? Um, minus one superstar. I mean, LeBron James is playing. So as long as LeBron James is playing, uh, I still think they can beat anyone. And, uh, you know, they're a very good defensive team, even without Anthony Davis. You know, they've been uh, uh, very solid defensively. And, uh, and you know, they play hard. I mean, those guys, uh, they have a championship mentality. They, they know that it's a big game. They know that, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna have to step up. And, uh, and I know that they're going to be ready for the challenge. So... You know, it's uh, it's on us to be ready for that challenge too, and uh, and to play, you know, the best ba- jazz basketball that we can play. All right, there you go, Rudy Gobert, his second consecutive All Star berth. And Gordon, I like what Rudy said there about trying to stay in the moment. Uh, you know, be uh, um, what was the word? Uh, what was the word that he used? Uh, well, not take it for granted. Yeah, yeah, and that seems like that would be in Rudy's. Typical limo. 
Yeah. He plays. He, he plays with attitude, uh, an attitude that is good to have. And I, I would be surprised if he ever just sort of loafed, you know, or or eased off just because it was easy, you know. Rudy, not really a loafer. No, <laughs> not at all. He's more a clog clogger. Or, Less of a loafer, more of a clogger. Yeah. Know. Don't know. Wow. Is he a sneaker? No. Need to call any of our services. It sounds yeah, like something like that. Is he is he a hush puppy? <laughs> wow, the shoes or the the delicious uh, fried bread? The, the shoes. I was making jokes about shoes. Oh, I yeah. see. All right, let's uh, get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, our good friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic, uh, dealing uh, or help uh, guys deal with something that you know, Andrew. A lot of people don't like to talk about, but a lot of people suffer from. Yeah, that's a great point. There's so many guys suffering with ED and very few that do anything about it. And it's kind of tragic because the relationship is what suffers. And, um, you know, there are studies now that show that anxiety and depression are even connected to ED. This is a huge problem. We're trying at Wasatch Medical to erase that stigma. And, you know, the manly thing to do, in my opinion, is get the ED taken care of, particularly because we can now treat it so effectively with Wasatch Medical Clinic and the acoustic wave therapy, uh, backed by 42 clinical studies showing that we can repair damaged blood vessels with non-invasive technology. We can do it pretty quickly and get you back to normal function in the bedroom, normal blood flow, to the point where you don't have to rely on the pill any longer. And that's got to be the the big draw, right? Uh, not only you don't have to uh, pre-plan and uh, and take the pill and those sorts of things, but the mood can actually strike you. You can get back yes. to how it was. Yeah, spon- spontaneity. And then what happens is a guy takes the pill, then his significant other isn't in the mood, the pill's wasted, he gets the headaches the next day. This is a vicious cycle. Nobody wants to do this. And as far as I know, our treatments are the only thing that go to the root cause and restore that on-demand function. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. Get on the schedule, see the doctor, and some other perks as well. So many perks. Call us now. Take the first step in reversing the ED. Uh, The assessment with the doctor will be free. He'll do a consultation. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound. Really cool, by the way. And you may decide you don't want to do treatments, but you'll get a lot of great information. We're throwing um, in a little gift as a thank you for coming in. It produces immediate results, and new patients even get free testosterone. So a lot of value. Give us a call. It's no charge. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll have more Big Show. George Yang coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time for Drop of the Day, also known as Sounds of Various Clips. And, Gordon, uh, we thought we'd keep the jazz sound train rolling and hear a little bit from uh, George Niang coming off a, a pretty good performance against Charlotte. Yeah, let's give it a listen, Jake. All right. George Niang, of course, went 7-for-7 seven seven against the Hornets. He was on the station earlier with Hanson Scotty. Here's what he had to say. Hey, uh, I, I was thinking about this, George. We'll, we'll get into your 7-of-7 seven seven and everything that you're doing, so many great things. But when you're not cut commercials for Larry H. Miller Used Car Supermarket, you're not dropping buckets for the Utah Jazz, I want to know, like, what what is it that makes you tick? What makes you happy, George? Wow. Uh, am I allowed to just give, like, a general answer and say food? 
far as that, that kind of thing. <laughs> maybe no, maybe like a little that. bit more specific on the food. Yeah, because Scotty and I are foodies, brother. We are foodies. Oh, you know, I like a good uh, Chicago deep dish pizza. But, um, no, I, I mean, I like hanging out at home. Uh, it's a little uh, tough. <clears throat> you know, I really enjoy downtime with my friends if they're able to family, friends and family to come into town. But I've, uh, I've been big into, you know, uh, watching Netflix and, and really hanging out. Is there any particular uh, Netflix shows you've been uh, binging on lately? Uh, to be honest with you, this may sound a little weird, but I've been kind of like weirdly obsessed with like World War II documentaries. It's kind of just been yeah. like fascinating to see like old cool stuff. It's kind of corny. I wish I could give you guys like a better answer, but uh, I'm I'm kind of bo- I'm kind of boring at the moment. <laughs> no, you're not. You're never boring, to us, no. George. What What's your favorite World War II movie? Have you seen Fury? Fury? No, I haven't. <laughs> But that might oh, be one I watched before my pregame nap today. Maybe if that gets me eight for eight, I might watch that every every day. <laughs> it's a good one. Is there a point in the game where, you, I mean, because, I mean, obviously things happen so fast, but do you ever, like, stop in the middle of a timeout or something like that, like, hey, have I missed a three yet? I don't think I have. Like, are, were you aware that you were as uh, that you were perfect from the from beyond the line? Uh, have you ever like had like a daydream when like the daydreams like going so well and then someone like claps in your face and like yeah. then the daydream man, that was like when they threw water at me at the end. Like I was in a daydream, like, Whoa, like this just doesn't get any better. It like keeps getting better. <laughs> and then they threw water on me at the end. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm back to George now. <laughs> <laughs> have you, have, have you ever gone seven to seven? Uh, Hans, here's the problem. Uh, you know, it, uh, when I was in college, I was allowed to shoot whatever shot I wanted, so I was taking a lot of bad shots. So I was eventually getting <laughs> here. I'm, I'm taking the ones that are going to help us win. So this would be the first time I've gone seven to seven. Because <laughs> I, I, you know, I was talking about this the day after the game with Scotty. I said, "Look, I'm really proud of George and his seven for seven. It's pretty incredible. But if you go look at his seven shots." Most of them are without somebody five feet even close to him. It, it just seems like those shots open up, the, the, the looks open up for you, George. Kind of walk us through how those looks open up so much for you. I mean, well, you got to think of it. You know, I'm out on the court with guys that are dynamic in what they do. Rudy's really dynamic and rolling to the rim. Joe's really good at making threes off the dribble and playing pick and roll. Uh, Mike is also, and Jordan Clarkson is just a bona fide scorer. So, uh, you know, my job is really just to space the floor. And, you know, when they're trying to slow those guys down, you know, I I was hoping you wouldn't say anybody was in five feet, but it's a fact if anybody watches the film and doesn't just look at the the box score. um, They, I don't want to say have to pick their poison, but they're going to have to help off someone. And, you know, I was able to knock down shots and, you know, that kind of moved the needle when, you know, we were, down a little bit in the third quarter. You guys have really started to find a way to pull away from teams late in the game where, you know, midway through the third quarter, you're down 11, and then you blink, and fourth yeah. quarter, you guys are up 10. <laughs> Sorry, that, that was Joe Ingles. You know, you can't, you can't control that wild man. Hey, you tell, tell Joe he's got his own radio show. He doesn't need to bleed over into this. Yeah, he just he just wants to steal my shine. It's all right. <laughs> Ask Joe last time he went seven for seven in a game. <laughs> yeah, but, he was like he he t- said to me today. He was like, 
you would think I go seven for, seven for ten, people would be talking about me, but no. Yeah, I was like, hey, it's a tough life, buddy. Yeah, that's the cross I have to bear here. But what is yeah. it about this team that, that all of a sudden you guys you guys find ways to pull away from teams and win games, frankly, going going away down the down the stretch in the fourth quarter? I mean talk about this killer instinct this squad has. Uh yeah, you know, I think, you know, with us it's just a, a grit aspect. You know, we get to a point where uh Sorry, grandma, leave me alone. Um, and uh, I think it's a great aspect, you know, where we know if we keep defending and keep making the other team take contested twos and tough threes, that we're eventually going to hit a 10-0, 12-0 run. And that, you know, that sinks most teams. You know, most teams can't bounce back from runs like that late in the game. So that's, you know, kind of where we're at. And sometimes those runs come early in the game. Um, you know, with us being number one in the league with our record, I think teams are really coming out looking to punch us in the mouth. So we need to do a better job of, you know, being being ready for them in the first and second quarters. But I feel like late in the game lately, you know, we've put on those 12-0 uh, runs and uh, that's really put teams out. Yeah, George, I think one of the most fascinating performances I've seen in basketball in a, in a long time is this run that Jordan Clarkson's on and what he does off the bench and what he creates and, and how he plays the game. Have you ever played it with a, a guy like Jordan, kind of his style? And and if not, what is it that really separates him from other guys that you've played with? Uh, you know, I've never been around a person like Jordan, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't think that guy ever has a bad day. Uh, he lives life to the fullest, um, and, and he's just happy. Um, but that being said, on the court, I mean, I've never played with someone like Jordan that is able to, you know, dribble and spin and throw the ball up, and it just seems to find uh, the bottom of the net. Uh, someone was asking me about him today. I was like, he's just different than anybody else. He's just so relaxed and confident in who he is, uh, you know, in the bubble. You know, before games, he'd be listening. To, you know, I'd sit next to him, and he'd be listening to Frank Sinatra. And this year, it's, he's obsessed with the Sopranos. And every time I look over, he has his face and his iPad watching the Sopranos. And and he goes out there and scores points. So uh, he has his little routine that he gets in, and I will never break him out of that. But I don't know how he does it, but he does it. One of the, uh, by the way, one of the greatest TV shows of all time, too. If you've not binged the uh, Sopranos, um, he, he's on to something there. That that that's great TV right there. Um, so let, what's this locker room like? Because it seems like everybody gets along, and I think that's, uh, I think that's kind of rare in the NBA that everybody's dialed in, everybody's on the same page, everybody seems to get along. Does that is that the case with this team? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think everybody realizes here. You know, we've we've been together a couple of years now um with the addition of mike jc and obviously uh fave coming back um last year losing to the nuggets was really hard on a lot of us uh during the off season you know being up 3-1 and then having that you know i don't want to say devastating comeback but it wasn't good um you know i, I think a lot of us realized you know if we want to do this and all be together and enjoy the time that we have together we're going to have to win and, you know, what is that going to take? And I think a lot of us have put a lot of thought and effort into the defensive end, and that's translated for us to be able to play fast and shoot a ton of threes. Um, and I think we just all enjoy, uh, you know, the camaraderie and being around each other. We have a really unselfish group. 
And I think the best part about us is we don't care who gets the accolades or who scores the most points. Uh, at the end of the day, if we're winning and get to come to work every day, I, I think it puts it all in perspective. And we're just, you know, happy to be on a team that we all have uh, a good time and enjoy being around each other. Just to kind of build off that, uh, obviously, Quint Snyder getting to coach uh, Team LeBron James in the All-Star game, I thought that was fantastic. But I've seen so many different relationships with players and coaches and been a part of different relationships and certain coaches you laugh with, certain coaches you just salute and say, yes, sir. What What is your relationship like with Quinn Snyder? What's the team's relationship like with him, whether it's on a bus from a hotel to the to shoot around or to the game or it's in a, you know, maybe it's in a looser, kind of more lighthearted practice environment? What is he somebody you joke with, you, you, you know, say names back and forth, have a good time with, or is he somebody you just salute and do what he asks? <laughs> you know, that's funny because, you know, the outside world only gets to see him in his coaching light and, you know, when he's in a, in game mode, um, you know, I have a great relationship with, with Coach Quinn. Uh, we can laugh and joke and, and uh, you know, have an honest, open relationship. Uh, but I've, I've been here for three years, but I think the best thing about Coach Quinn is that, you know, when you get here, he takes the time to have a special moment uh, to get to know people, whether if it's the first person on the roster or the 17th person on the roster. I remember I got here on a two-way, and he was talking to me uh, about Larry Brown one day when I was shooting. He pulled me to the side, and we had a, a like a 20-minute conversation. I think he does a great job of reading the pulse of the team, but honestly making people feel like they're appreciated. Some coaches only want to talk to the guys that are in the rotation. Uh, I think you know Quinn does a great job of talking to everybody, whether if it's the video room or the coaches, or the two-way players. He wants everybody to feel like they can come up to him and approach him and talk to him and have an actual relationship with him. It's not, you don't only just talk about basketball. It's more or less, you know, sometimes real-life things. And I think that's what makes him so special is he's just so relatable. He's played the game before, and he's had, uh, you know, his trials and tribulations, and he's had uh, his triumphs. So he's super relatable, and I think everyone here, loves that he's super approachable. It's it's funny that people only get to see him on the court when he's in game mode, you know, looking like he's all revved up on Red Bull and ready to go. <laughs> hey, do you know, like, what are your plans on All-Star break? Are you able to get away? Uh, what and, and are the NBA protocols pretty strict on what they will and will not let you guys do during that break? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying what I'm going to do during All-Star break because I don't know the – the testing scheme, so I should probably read the protocols before I start hanging out on the radio what I'm going to do. But uh, I think I'm going to be staying in Utah and uh, getting tested every day. So that's there my you answer go. for you guys. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, well, if, if you get a minute, George, I want to take you up on the ice and get you doing some ice fishing up up on Strawberry Reservoir. Have you ever ice fished? Oh, I've, I've never done that, but that actually sounds like we'd be socially distant and uh, – It'd be outside, so that seems like it'd be acceptable. A little cold, though. It'd be it'd be very cold, but but you'd be pulling out some good fish that you could take back to your cook. Do you have a cook, or do you you do all your own cooking? Uh, you know, I'm I'm embarrassed to admit I I do have a cook. I don't I don't do my own cooking, but it's it's okay. beneficial. They make sure I have the healthy nutrition that I need. I don't think there's anything to be ashamed about there. Like, if, if you can do that, by all heck means. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. <laughs> I will. Okay, okay good. good. 
Although, although if we had a cook, I don't know how nutritious it would be. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not exactly. Br- hand, 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 no, I'll take you up on that fishing offer. You know, I've never been ice fishing, so that'd be awesome. All right, man. I'll I'll, uh, I'll see if I can get get us set up, and and we'll get you up on the ice and and have you pull a couple of trout out. There we go. We can take take some Instagram pictures. Because they say if it's not on Instagram, it never happened. (laughs) That's for sure. There you go. That is George Niang, 7 for 7 on threes against the Charlotte Hornets. One of three Jazz bench players to score 20 points, Gordo. And the bench was responsible for 19 made threes against the Hornets, which is something that has never happened in the NBA before and still just blows my mind. Yep, and 66 total points. What a contribution. Remember early in the season when George was struggling with his shot a little bit? Yep. He, he was really uh, sort of, I don't know, uh, splashing through the water there a bit. Uh, and, boy, did he turn that around. And he's been pretty consistent since that time. And he's guarding, too. His his defense goes underappreciated because he doesn't exactly have that body type. But the effort on that side has been much improved as well. Yeah, it's perfect. Like Quinn said the other night, it's it's perfect for what the Jazz want. For him to be very effective in the offensive scheme of things with the thing spaced the way it is, and then the ball goes to George and fire away, man. It's It's been good. All right. It is the big show. We'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone on a game night here on the station. The Lakers in town. Tip-off coming your way a little after 8 o'clock. Tonight is an ESPN game. Pre-game uh, starts at 7. And uh, we'll see if the Jazz have a little extra juice. Gordon, you brought this up earlier in the show. I would expect them to to have their A game tonight. Now, maybe the Lakers have something to say about that, throw them off the game a little bit. But, well... I mean, what game have the Jazz this year hurt for effort? I mean, it really hasn't happened, but they they probably got a little something extra tonight. I agree with that, and it'll be interesting to see. We talked with David Locke earlier, and uh, he he uh, said that the, the teams are da- it's dawning on teams to hug Jazz shooters because if they don't do that, they get they get crushed. And uh, so, is that what the Lakers will try to do tonight? And, and furthermore. Do you think this will be a defensive game, or do you think it's going to be high scoring? Well, don't I, the Lakers have to ugly it up a little? Yes, bit? Yes, yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. So if it's high scoring, the Jazz win going away. So I would guess the Lakers want to slow it down and and make it a little more methodical, or LeBron's going to have to score fifty because they just don't have a ton of firepower. I mean, maybe maybe if Kyle Kuzma really has one of his better games, that uh, then. Maybe we see an offensive-type show, but no, I, I would guess the defense is going to play a real critical role. Yeah. Well, the Jazz's margin is uh, is a plus 9.6, the best in the league. Uh, so it, 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 it beats team. The Jazz beat teams uh, at both ends of the floor. But can you imagine what would happen if the Jazz really put it together and played their premium defense and the kind of offense we saw uh, in the latter part of that game against Charlotte. I mean, that could be a game where the Jazz win by 50. Yeah, yeah, it really could. So we'll see. Uh, Bill Oren was on the on the station earlier today on with Hanson Scotty. He thinks that he covers the Lakers now for the Athletic, and he thinks the, the Jazz are going to blow him out. Well, he, uh, Bill's pretty smart. Um, Is he? 
smart enough to have a, a run flat tire when I was riding with him to the uh, to Staples Center, and he, we got a flat and just kept on going. Smart enough to head out to Hollywood and leave Hooterville behind. <laughs> oh, I think Bill likes Hooterville. <laughs> he likes it here. Uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I think he would be a good guy to rely on because he's very familiar with the Jazz and and also uh, Hooterville and, and knows knows his Lakers. I still so. can't believe you called Salt Lake Hooterville. It's pretty insulting. You can't even this many years later. I was saying it through the eyes of the snobs we, down in L.A., we, Jake. I wasn't saying it. For, it's not what I thought. It's what they thought. Mm-hmm. Sure it is, Gordon. All right, with that, let's get out. Would to I the... wait? Would I want to live in Hooterville? I don't know, man. I I, I live here because I want to, and I love it here. But yet, you somehow talk about Hollywood more than you do Hooterville. Oh, I do not. Stop it. Not true. All right, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, he's been hanging out with us all day. Our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic, and uh, Andrew really helping our listeners. And you know, there are more of of them out there than maybe want to admit it. But you know, helping folks get back to normal with their relationships. Yes, that's exactly right. Wasatch Medical treats ED, which is a sensitive topic, and sometimes guys. Uh, delay in getting treatment, and the problem gets worse. Our technology, so cool, backed by 40 clinical studies showing it gently opens up and regrows blood vessels. We actually use the two most advanced versions. Uh, So if you're frustrated in the bedroom, you don't feel like the blood flow is as good as it used to be, I'll tell you, this treatment has helped so many guys and helped them get off of the pill. Uh, and that's got to be a big a big thing, right? The pill has so many downsides. I mean, not even talking about the ejections, but uh, the pill with headaches and the hangover feeling. I mean, you don't have to deal with that anymore. You don't have to deal with that anymore. Those uh, traditional methods are treating the symptoms of ED. They're not fixing anything, whereas our treatments go to the root cause. They repair those clogged blood vessels, and it happens to all of us. The American lifestyle maybe, but our blood vessels – get clogged that's what we're going to repair and get the blood flow going where you want it when you want it 801-901-8000 that's the number to call get on the schedule come see uh, the doctor see if it's a good fit and some other perks for the zone listeners as well yeah a lot for free and last chance tonight here call us we'll do the assessment and the exam with our doctor at no charge Uh, this is no obligation by the way you can come just get a lot of free if you want Uh, You'll get a little gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. I don't think I've ever seen that fail. Uh, New patients get free testosterone even. So a lot of value. Put a stop to the ED and get the intimacy back on track. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. All right. There you go. Our friend Andrew Reinhardt. We'll have more next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up next, Jazz Game Night pregame show. Coach Tim Lacombe will jump into the booth with me, getting you ready for the Jazz and the Lakers. Tip-off coming your way a little after 8 o'clock. ESPN game, so sometimes a little bit later than usual. But Gordon, uh, should be a fun one. Anytime LeBron's in town, uh, we should be in store for a pretty good night. Yeah, it's essentially the best team in the league against the best player. 
And uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to this game. I understand that the Lakers don't have AD and and uh, Schroeder is out. Uh, and those are those are significant losses. But still, I mean, look, that's just part of the regular season. That's the way it works. So let's see what happens uh, with the with the good flow the Jazz have going right now. I would expect them. I haven't seen the line, but I would expect them to win this and to uh, to do so in the same fashion that they've been demonstrating for you know over the past month. Typical Gordon. Got to find out what the Magic Vegas predicting wizard uh, who who chooses is the favorite before you make a pick. <laughs> no, well, I, no, I didn't. I said the Jazz. I know, but you said I'm not sure what the Vegas line is. Well, yeah, well, I guess I did. If they that. were the underdog, would you think different? Okay, so let me ask you this question. <laughs> Do you think that the Jazz players going up against LeBron are hypercharged? Oh, yeah, I, I would think so. I, You know, Royce O'Neal, somebody who prides himself on guarding the other team's best player, he does it more than anybody else in the league. I, I would <laughs> guess that he's jacked to go up against LeBron tonight. How, how could you not be? Yeah, think about the Jazz when they face Michael Jordan. You know, they were, they, they, it was amped up. I mean, this is these guys have great pride. And they and, and the Jazz believe in themselves, and they think they're really, really good, and they want to prove it against uh, uh, what some people believe is the best player ever, or certainly one of the best, and I think probably the best overall uh, still going. Certainly the best point guard to ever live. Well, here we go. He's a point forward. A, How many times do I have to guard. tell you this? It's true. It's a point. He's a point guard. Well, if he's a point guard, then why are they playing with uh, two other guards? Uh, I don't know. What do you mean? Why are they playing with two other guards? Is, is, well, are, are you basing that on size? Is that your your pre? How you determine a guard? If what you're saying is true, then the then the Lakers run a three guard offense. Okay, defense. but he's the point guard. He's the point forward. He's the, he's the point guard, just like Magic was the point guard. If he's a point forward, then Magic was a point forward. What's All the right. difference? Because. Magic actually was a point guard, and he played with one other guard. Well, LeBron's actually a point guard, and he, he's played with lots of people. Well, he's playing. <laughs> I think I got you on that. Gordo. The, Lake, the no, Lakers would don't. not tell you that they're playing a three-guard uh, I'm sure they would. It's just LeBron has the ball <laughs> in his hand, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but, Gordo, you enjoy uh, watching your Lakers tonight, and we'll oh. talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> I am not a Laker fan, uh, but I will enjoy watching the game. I look forward to it. Thank you very much. What color is the shirt you have on right now? Yellow? No, it's blue. Purple? It's blue, but I do remember one time running into uh, Gail Miller at a jazz game when the jazz were playing the Lakers, and, uh, I, I, and it was a night where everybody was supposed to dress in jazz color or whatever, and I was walking around, and I had – Kind of a yellow and purple thing going. Yeah, we know that was intentional. It's all right. Actually, I look like a big canary. But anyway, neither here there, but she called me on it. She well, said, why, why, are you, why are you dressing like a Lakers fan? I thought, well, have you been talking to Jake? What? You know, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck. And waddles like a duck, it's a duck. Gordon, in all seriousness, enjoy your evening, sir. Look forward to tomorrow's show. Yeah, I look forward to hearing what you guys say during uh, pre-half and post. All right, buddy. It is the big show. Uh, Jazz uh, game night pregame show next right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.